Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi listeners, Rhea here. This is just a quick heads up to let you know that Gemini had a lot of issues trying to record this episode. I've done my best to fix everything in post, but some of our more eagle owl-eared listeners might just notice that the audio isn't quite up to our usual standard. We're both sorry about that, but on the plus side, you get to listen to us slowly lose our minds, and I left in our breakdown at the end. Happy listening. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you, but first, we would like to say a few words. Nitwit. Blubber. Oddment. Tweak. Podcast nine and three quarters topic of the week is... How does the owl post work? Hello listeners, I'm Rhea. And I'm Jem. And today we're going to be nutting out how the owl post works. Okay, so maybe we should start with explaining the owls. Because one of the first questions that I think we had is, why are wizards depending on owls yeah. for like the majority of their communication to each other? Mm-hmm. Like they have so many other ways that they can send messages to each other, and yet they're relying on these birds. I just don't understand why that is. Yeah, the vast majority of their communication and like delivery services and stuff as well with newspapers and mail orders and things like that. Mm. So much of how they communicate with each other is based on owls. And that just seems ludicrous to me. Mm. I think part of why it's a bit acceptable is because, like, these books are, like, from the 90s. Like, before the internet was so big, people did rely on the post a lot more than we do now. Mm. So I can excuse it to a certain extent. Yuck. (laughs) But, yeah, it's – they just – all of their communication is by bird. (laughs) Why? Oh, uh – so when am I getting my medical results back? Oh, you know, six days as the bird flies. <laughs> it's just bizarre. Okay, so here's what I've got from Pottermore about that. <laughs> here's what it says. In spite of the many alternatives available for magical communication along long distances, and then it lists them, <laughs> Patronus, flu powder, and enchanted devices. Yes. The faithful and reliable owl remains the most common method used by wizard kind across the world. Why? <laughs> it just says it's the one that we use the most, but... Across the world? Across the world. <laughs> okay, well, that's not true. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave that for a moment. We'll come back to international <laughs> communication in a minute. Yeah. Pottermore goes on to say, the advantages of owls as messengers. So let's, let's take a look at these advantages of owls, and we'll decide if they're really <laughs> a good advantage that you want in a postal service. Uh-huh. Okay. They operate under cover of darkness, to which muggles have a superstitious aversion. (laughs) Okay. So all the letters get sent at night, (laughs) and that means that muggles are less likely to notice. Would you agree that's a benefit of the postal service? 
No. <laughs> and also, maybe that was so back in the dark ages, literally the dark ages. Mm-hmm. But now we have a little thing called electricity and nightlife. <laughs> so, yeah. Muggles aren't so superstitiously afraid of the dark anymore and terrified of stepping into the night for one second. Mm. People will notice owls will be over. I like go outside now and notice six bats swooping over me. Yeah, there's a lot of bats where you live. <laughs> so many bats. I will say that I don't know about this superstitious aversion to the night. <laughs> Pottermore is very anti-muggle. <laughs> Just the way it phrases things. It so is. You're so right. <laughs> It's written by some blood purist fuck who's sitting there like their little like quill and parchment like ooh some muggle fuck's gonna type this onto the internet for me. <laughs> anyway, I will say that muggles and humans are far more likely to be inside with like the curtains drawn at nighttime, so you are less likely to notice owls in night than during the day. That's reasonable. Fair. Is that a? I suppose yeah. that is a benefit of the postal service because they do need ways to send letters without being noticed by muggles. That's not a benefit of like the muggle post, but it is something that you need when you're a wizard. Yeah. Okay. Second advantage: they have exceptionally well developed night vision. <laughs> Again, only important because they deliver at night. That's important. <laughs> <laughs> That's only important if you're sending all your mail at night. <laughs> okay. They are agile. Stealthy and capable of aggression when challenged. See, these are the things I look for in a postman. Um, <laughs> night vision, stealth, anger. <laughs> See, the, my problem with this is these are the, just the benefits of owls in general. These are not the benefits of a postal service. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, owls are really agile. What I think of when I think of benefits for a postal service is like, uh, timeliness, reliability, mm-hmm. care. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I want something to arrive undamaged on time at the correct address. That's what I want from a postal service. And I'm seeing none of those things listed as the advantages of ours. <laughs> Are there any more advantages? No. The other thing that it did say was that they're a very loyal companion. And then, in fact, they can be the wiz- which are wizard's most loyal companion. Again, what I look for in a postman, like, is he a good mate? (laughs) Will he be loyal to me forever? (laughs) That's not something that I'm looking for in a postman. But if I had to choose between a pet that is loyal to me and I love them and that's it, and a pet that is loyal to me and I love them and also they deliver my messages, like, I suppose that's a benefit of a pet. It's not a benefit of a post office worker. No, I wouldn't want that because I have the internet. (laughs) Why would I need to use my pet to do that? My pet can be snuggled up next to me while I use the internet to send messages. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Imagine you don't have the internet, but you do have magic. <laughs> but you're too stupid to use it to send messages, so you have to use a pet. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> okay, so what would you say are the disadvantages of using owls to deliver your post? One, it's slower. It takes, like... With correspondence between Harry and Sirius, it can take up to a few days, depending on where Sirius is, and if Harry's at Hogwarts or at um, the Dursleys. Mm, it can take weeks when he's somewhere else. It can take weeks or days for like those messages to come back. So that's just timeliness, for mm-hmm. one. Two, owls can be intercepted. Yeah. That's happened before. Hedwig was intercepted, attacked. They can be killed, mm-hmm. and then those messages can never get there. I mean, that's a classic Shakespearean example of miscommunication. Yeah. 
Like, I don't want that in my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I would say they're all disadvantages of using owls. One thing that I noticed when I recently reread the series was early on in the fifth book, somebody says Hagrid has the school Thestrals trained to not attack owls, which means that in the wild, <laughs> Thestrals do attack owls. <laughs> so <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah, great. We jump straight into advantages and disadvantages, but let's talk a bit about what the owl post is and how it works. Okay, I have a fact here that's going to blow your mind. Yeah, I think I might have the same one. <laughs> Let me read it to you. Owls are employed by wizards in such numbers that it's estimated that virtually all of them are either the property of the postal service or individual <laughs> wizards. What the fuck? <laughs> yep. Every owl, every motherfucking owl is out there. <laughs> that They're all magic. They're all in on this. Yep. I have that in all caps right across the top of my notes. Virtually all owls. <laughs> all the owls. Not just in Britain. In the world. <laughs> oh my god. That's so messed up. How does that make any sense? How can all of the owls be owned by witches <laughs> and wizards and employed in the postal service? That's how? What? That's too many owls. Are there any free owls? Do owls have a choice? Is this an exploitation issue? It says virtually all. <laughs> there has to be some free owls. And there has to be some owls that aren't trained postal service owls. Mm -hmm. Because we see an example of this in the books. In book three, Sirius Black finds a tiny owl who is event named Pigwidgington or Pigwidian or whatever the fuck his name is. Pigwidgian. Yeah. And he's given to Ron as a pet. But the thing is, Sirius just finds that owl out in the wild, gives it a letter for Harry. The owl finds Harry <laughs> on the Hogwarts Express, delivers the letter, and then Sirius is like, by the way, Ron, you can keep this owl. <laughs> so it's a wild owl <laughs> who can deliver letters. <laughs> and it's noted several times in their interactions that Hedwig behaves very differently from Pig. Mm -hmm. So Pig is really excited and he doesn't deliver his letters properly and he doesn't stay still when you're tying the letters onto his leg. And Hedwig is like very offended by all of this. Hedwig mm -hmm. looks at Pig and is like, you fucking idiot. You do not know how to behave like a proper postal owl. <laughs> and there's like instances where she'll be on her like perfect best behavior because she's trying to show up this idiot owl who doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Hedwig's great. Honestly, I'm Hedwig, yeah. <laughs> so we know that there is a difference between owls that have been bred and trained to deliver letters and owls that are just living their life. But the difference is not that one can deliver letters and one can't because they can both deliver letters. <laughs> it's just that one's better behaved. Yes, I have an answer to that from Pottermore. Magic is used by owls to locate people. That's the answer. Magic. <laughs> Magic. Yes, I have a whole section on how do owls know where to find people. but. One of my big questions was, can owls read? Can owls understand English? Why do addresses include the place you sleep? Is it for the owls? Yes, exactly. Do the owls need to know where you sleep? Exactly. Owls, they don't just locate someone like the general area. That would be incredible enough. They can locate someone to the very room they are sitting in. Mm -hmm. What do they have? Like heat signatures? Are they the predators? Like, can they just like see people through walls? Yeah. What's going on there? Like... <laughs> Hedwig finds Harry in Hogwarts in his history of magic classroom. Has he memorized his fucking timetable? I think not. Does she have a concept of time? No. She's now. <laughs> yeah. 
it's distressing that Hedwig can find Harry wherever he is, whenever he's there. Like, if she was just delivering the post in the morning with all the other owls and it's always to the Great Hall, that would be fine. But no, she finds him wherever he is. So, yeah, the owls can find people. And my first question there is, does that make the owls magical? And how are the owls using magic to find people? Yeah. And there are answers, but they're very vague and they bring up more problems. Yeah, so I have an answer to the first question. This is from Pottermore. Whether because they possess an innate bent for magic, in in uh, brackets here, just as pigs are reputed to be innately non-magical, I'm going to come back to that. Yeah, I will address that. Or because generations of their ancestors have been domesticated and trained by wizards, and they have inherited traits that make them this easy, owls learn very quickly and seem to thrive on their task of tracing and tracking the witch or wizard for whom their letters are intended. Mm-hmm. So it's both, apparently. Yeah, it's a bit of both. It's both that owls are innately magical and they have been trained to do this and it's sort of, like, become hereditary in their system now. But, like, that's fucked. That is fucked. As a concept, I have no problem with that because, like, Mm -hmm. the way that people have trained dogs to do all kinds of functions, yeah. That seems believable to me. Like, witches and wizards just use owls instead of dogs. That's fine. Yeah, sure. That's fine. What I have a problem with is this sort of magical chain of being. Mm-hmm. So on the top, we've got the witches and wizards. Yeah. And then below that, we have a whole hierarchy of animals in which owls are definitely above pigs. And then below <laughs> that, we have muggles, I guess. Yeah. And magical <laughs> beasts will have to figure into that as well. What about like centaurs and dragons and crap? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I wouldn't be surprised if wizards put owls above centaurs. <laughs> oh, yeah, that wouldn't shock me at all. I'm very intrigued by the idea that some species of animals have an innate magic to them and some species don't. Yeah. I don't like that pigs just don't have any magic. That's rude. Pigs are great. Yeah. What's with the vendetta against pigs? That comes up in the Bible all the mm. time as well. What do pigs ever do to you? <laughs> getting biblical in this episode okay so pigs are so smart Mm. pigs are supposed to be as intelligent as like a three-year-old or a five-year-old or something like some level of human child yeah why why can't pigs be magical i'm upset on behalf of pigs i can name at least three movies in which pigs have an influence on a farmstead charlotte's web Babe and Animal Farm. (laughs) One of those movies is not a nice movie, but the other two are very pleasant. Thank you very much. All right. I'm going to take us away from pigs because otherwise we'll be here for a while. But yeah, it's the the revelation that some animals have magic is very interesting. I'm I'm willing to accept that owls are a bit magic, but uh, when it comes to how they're able to find people, here's what it says on Pottermore. Hmm. The mystical association between the name and the human who bears it has long been understood by witches and wizards of all cultures. While the process remains mysterious, even to those who train up owlets to become wizarding pets or postal owls, the birds appear to be able to make such a connection between the name and its possessor that enables them to trace the witch or wizard concerned wherever he or she may be. An owl does not need to know the address although witches and wizards generally add the place to the envelope on the off chance the owl is intercepted and the letter falls into other hands. What you just read to me 
the first sentence mm-hmm. and the second sentence negate each other because the first sentence is saying that all wizards know about this mystical yeah. connection between names and beings and then the second <laughs> sentence is like even though people don't understand this the owls somehow do and it's like what <laughs> I, I think what it's saying is that okay something that is touched on in the harry potter series but which is never fully explained is that there are certain kinds of magic which aren't really accessible to the general witch or wizard. They're old, ancient, deep kinds of magic that predate spells and wands and all that crap. Mm -hmm. So, like, the love charm that Lily uses to save Harry, like the blood magic that Voldemort uses to protect his horcruxes, I'm going to assume there is some kind of deep, ancient magic Mm -hmm. which associates people and their names together. So create some kind of bond between you and your name. Yeah. I'm happy to accept that. Well, that has roots in, like, fey culture, where it's like you can't tell your name to a creature from another world because then they can control you and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you can control a creature from another world if you know what's next. That's the thing with demonology and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. I can accept that. Yeah. Even though it's not fully explained in the series, but... Yeah. Okay. Even though it never comes up once in the series, I'm happy to accept that it's true. <laughs> What's then going on to say is, okay, so humans have apparently forgotten how to use this magic or just don't understand how to use this name magic anymore, but the birds still remember. <laughs> the owls know. <laughs> I have a problem with that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> how? How do birds know? I have a problem with name magic in general because... Some people have the same name, spelt the same way. So, like, yeah. is this never happened to me because my name's so unique and wonderful? But, I mean, there are some just Tom Joneses out there. Yeah. Look, not everybody can be a Rhea Smashmouth, okay? That's my legal name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I decided to name myself Smashmouth. <laughs> yeah, and naming yourself things. Does, do owls go off your original name or a name that you choose for yourself? Because uh, they must go off names you choose for yourself because Harry addresses letters to Snuffles or Padfoot and mm. they go to Sirius. That's true. That's a good point. He writes down fake names. Hmm. Hedwig can obviously read and understand what's going on because Harry explains to her. I don't think Hedwig can read. Harry explains to her, this says Snuffles, but it needs to go to Sirius. And then she goes and takes it to Sirius. Oh. What? So yeah, obviously okay. the owls can understand English. We've established before. Yeah, the yes, the owls speak English, <laughs> and presumably whatever language you're using. To speak. <laughs> yes, I'm guessing if you're in France or whatever, the owls will speak French. They don't speak French. They understand it, Ria. They don't. That's true. <laughs> didn't just turn to Harry one day and said, "No one will ever believe you," <laughs> and then never spoke again. <laughs> A fun fact about Hedwig is that (laughs) Hedwig makes all kinds of noises throughout the series, like she hoots and coos and just general bird crap. And apparently it is impossible for her species to make that kind of noises. (laughs) Like JK fucked it up. (laughs) Yeah, that was a fuck up on JK's part. Yeah, snowy owls can't, they're mute. Yeah, they don't make noise. (laughs) But she's just like, well, Hedwig's a magic owl. (laughs) So she's using magic. Exactly. (laughs) Magic. And that's the format. Yeah, so I had a theory that, you know, the classic to Mr. H. Potter, cupboard under the stairs, little winging, blah, blah, blah. 14 Privet Drive. I remember the address. 12 Privet Drive? Number four Privet Drive. Number four. I was way off. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think you mean uh, Pete Sherman. <laughs> 42, 42 Wolverine Wolverine Sydney. Wolverine Sydney. I know that one. <laughs> That's important if I ever get lost in the Great Barrier Reef. <laughs> no, okay. So the classic <laughs> Harry Potter covered under the stairs. That's the line I want to talk about. So I assumed that owls deliver your messages at night. The general practice for witches and wizards is that you write out your letters in the evening before you go to bed. You give the mail to the owl. The owl delivers the message overnight and it arrives in the morning. Mm -hmm. And that's why you include the place where people sleep because the owls need to go to their bedroom or to their, wherever they're sleeping, yeah. whether it's a cupboard under the stairs or the smallest bedroom or the hut on the rock on the floor because the owl knew. <laughs> no, hang on. That wasn't even an owl. <laughs> Hagrid brought <laughs> Harry a letter which was addressed to the floor, hut on the rock, the sea. Why did Hagrid know where he was sleeping? Why did Hagrid write that on the envelope? <laughs> no, Hagrid didn't write that envelope. You fool, you utter buffoon. That was Professor McGonagall. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so she knew somehow. Okay, so this is... We're deviating from my original point. We're going to come back to McGonagall addressing the letters. But my point stands, I thought you had to include the sleeping place in the address because that was important to the owl. But it's not. Because the owl just finds the person wherever the person is. The address is just a courtesy in case the owl drops the letter or dies or something. The address isn't even necessary. So yeah. So why? Why do they include the sleeping place on letters? Show off, I guess. <laughs> and hang on, now I'm thinking again. Does that ever happen again or is it just with the letters from Hogwarts? I think it's just the letters from Hogwarts. Is it only Hogwarts letters? As far as I remember. Then why did they do that? More personal letters. It's just like, oh, I'm writing to my uncle. I'm writing to my friend. No, like letters from Ron and Hermione don't include like, oh, you know, the, the smallest bedroom. Like, that is like to Harry. Okay. What about when Harry gets letters from the Ministry of Magic? Like in the fifth book, when he casts the Patronus and he gets the disciplinary letters. Do they have where he's standing or where he's sleeping? No, I don't think so. So it's just Hogwarts then? Okay. Maybe it is some kind of weird power play then? Because originally, like, Vernon Dursley gets that letter and he freaks out because he's like, they know where he's sleeping, they must be watching the house, spying on us. Maybe it's just to freak people out. Why, does that a why is that a thing? Honestly, I think you're on the right track. It could have just been a power move in order to threaten the Dursleys. Mm -hmm. To be like a we're watching you sort of thing. So maybe... Maybe it's just the Dursleys that get that. Maybe other Hogwarts students don't get the specific room that they're sleeping in. I'm trying to remember if they continually write the place a person is sleeping on letters or if it's just in the first book. I was pretty sure it was all of the books, but now I'm doubting myself. Yeah, it's continuous. But what about times when Harry isn't staying with the Dursleys, when he's with the Weasleys at the Order of the Phoenix headquarters? When he's at the Weasleys, I think they do mention which room he's sleeping in again. On the letters. Yeah. I just don't understand the necessity of that. Maybe it's just, like you said, owls used to be sent during the night, so it was a courtesy to write the bedroom in which one was sleeping on there so that the owl could find that bedroom, tap on the window and get in. Maybe it's just customary. Like, realistically, there's no reason why you would need to put any kind of address on there other than just the person's name and maybe, like, the general location they're in. Because that's all you should realistically mm. need to find the person if you're a wizard. Mm. So, yeah, maybe it's just custom. Yeah. Mm. There's no satisfying answer there. 
Tweet us in, listeners, if you have a good reason why Dumbledore would need to write that Harry is sleeping on the floor on an envelope and then do nothing about it. Passive aggression is my hot take. (laughs) (laughs) He's just a dramatic hoe. That's the only reason he does anything. (laughs) (laughs) So we've talked about how owls can find people. Let's look at how owls can not find people. Yeah, so apparently it is possible to make oneself impossible to be traced by Owlpost. Yeah. That's all I could find on what that was saying. It doesn't say how. It's, I think it said some sort of enchantment, actually, but what enchantment? How does that work? I've got the quote here. Yeah, read out, read out the quote. Should a witch or wizard not wish to be sent letters or tracked in any other way, he or she will have to resort to repelling, disguising, or masking spells, of which there are a great range. Mm-hmm. It is possible to protect yourself from all correspondence or all but that carried by a specific owl. If a witch or wizard is determined not to be contactable by a persistent creditor or an ex-boy or girlfriend, they might try a masking spell specific to that person, but this ploy is easily circumnavigated by asking somebody else to send the owl. Yeah. In general, it takes strong protective magic and a willingness to forego a lot of birthday cards to avoid the attentions of owl post. That's a bit threatening, first of all. Why Why is Pottermore written like this? I know. <laughs> Who writes Pottermore? I have some words with them. <laughs> so you, you can either try and make yourself untraceable by certain owls or certain people, or you just go hard or go home and make yourself completely untraceable by owl. So apparently that's what Voldemort did. Voldemort made himself impossible to reach by a letter. Yeah. And um, Sirius made himself impossible to reach by all letters except those from Hedwig, uh, Forks, and presumably an owl that Lupin used. Thoughts? <laughs> I, I guess I don't have any issues with this. It's just very, like, concerning that, like, such strong wards have to be put in place in order to stop owls from finding you. Yeah. I mean, imagine if that the power of the owls was harnessed for evil. <laughs> well, what I'm thinking of is in the first Harry Potter book when the Dursleys are fleeing from the letters and they can't get away no matter where they go. Exactly. Like, that's funny, and the Dursleys have it coming. But what if, what if it was you? Like, what if you were trying to escape from someone and you can't because no matter where you go, they can just send hundreds upon hundreds of owls after you? Hmm. It's frightening. <laughs> What if, like, some asshole wizards just do that to muggles for fun? Yeah. That might be harder to trace with the misuse of muggle artifacts office or whatever, or, like, people who are protecting the statue to secrecy because owls have their own magic and their own stuff going on that even wizards don't understand. Maybe they wouldn't detect that all these owls are hassling a muggle family for months and months. That's fucked. (laughs) That is fucked. Like, because if you can't cast those spells that stop owls from getting you, which... I assume they must be on the Hogwarts curriculum, because otherwise how does everyone just know how to stop mail from getting to them? I'll accept it as, like, logical, but it makes me upset. Let's get off topic. Here's something that I found. Apparently it is not possible to deliver a letter, so send a letter with an owl, and then follow the owl as a method of finding someone. Yeah. That comes direct from J.K. over Twitter, but I haven't been able to find any reasoning behind it. She's just like, that's not possible, but it it clearly is possible. (laughs) It clearly is. The only way that it wouldn't be possible, I guess, is if the owls teleport, like, (laughs) but they don't. They just fly away. 
So if you followed them on a broom, you could easily just follow the owl. That's just her being like, no, it's not possible, but I I can't explain why. Magic. Of course it's possible. What do you mean, JK? <laughs> but I guess according oh. to the like the fundamental rules of her universe, it's not possible. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on that one. That's something I'm not willing to accept. So let's talk about can any bird deliver mail? Apparently. We mentioned Pig before, how he's not a trained postal owl. Mm -hmm. But what about the... I've got down Birds of Paradise that Sirius was using. Yeah. Does it say Birds of Paradise or is it just a general parrot type bird? I don't remember. I remember them being brightly coloured tropical birds. So it made Harry think that Sirius was somewhere warm and sunny. Yeah. I remember it saying Birds of Paradise, but that's... Like, that's a plant... Yeah. <laughs> so that big orange plant mummies have in the house, so that might be why I think that. <laughs> but if JK did mean actual birds of paradise, which don't look how she described them, so I don't think she did, no. that would mean that Sirius in Papua New Guinea. But yeah. she probably didn't, so he's probably just some other place with parrots. <laughs> yeah. So my question there is, can any bird, just any fucking bird that you can grab out of the sky... Can any bird deliver mail, or is it the place Sirius was in uses parrots rather than owls because parrots are more common in that place? I think it's the latter. I think it's the place has like a, a designated bird that's more common and used for their mail, mm -hmm. and which makes me think: in Australia, would we use emus? <laughs> or oh my god, what bird would we use? Cassowaries? <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. Don't even joke about that. <laughs> Definitely not cassowaries, which are very well known for killing children if you don't live in Australia. They're a vicious bird. <laughs> they are my biggest fear. <laughs> I'm just laughing about that. It's the funniest joke ever. We have an evil bird that murders children for no reason. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> also not emus because they're dumb. Not as vicious. And I guess they're not as common out east. They're more common out west. And, like, if you'd want a bird that can fly, <laughs> emus can't fly. Mm. So maybe, like, a cockatoo or something? Yeah, I don't think we need to go, like, so iconic Australian. I think, like, a magpie would make the most sense. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fear itself. <laughs> yeah. Magpies are spooky. But consider this, we're used to seeing them swoop people, so it's not that unusual if it drops off a letter. <laughs> I guess. They're everywhere, and they're not particularly noteworthy, unless you're in swooping season when they become very dangerous and take out people's eyes. Australia's a fucked country. <laughs> we honestly are. I'm just imagining, like, <laughs> magpies delivering letters where they literally just swoop you until you can grab the letter out of their talons and they fly away. Fear itself. That's what the postal service sounds like in Australia. Yeah, I forgot you're afraid of birds. <laughs> I'm so afraid of birds. I always liked to headcanon that Sirius was living in Australia and he was sending the letters with um, rainbow lorikeets. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's true, but that's my own personal. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. I mean, maybe we do have owls here in Australia because when I was doing research for this episode, I looked up a bunch of Australian owls and listened to their owl calls and some of them are just screaming. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Yeah. 
I really liked when we were doing research for the episode and you're like, oh, here's some Australian owls and a YouTube link. And I'm like, oh, this will be interesting. And I clicked on it and it was like nine hours of owl screams. Why did you send that? <laughs> I don't want to listen to that. Good research. <laughs> but yeah, I do like to think that certain areas have their own designated postal service bird, I guess. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you can just grab any bird out of the freaking sky, that's just anarchy. Yeah, that's just madness. Although, I wouldn't put it past the freaking Harry Potter universe. It's, that's such madness. <laughs> How can you live in a world like that? <laughs> but I, I always assumed it was specific birds to specific regions. However... Do you remember our earlier fact? Mm. Virtually all owls. That was worldwide. <sighs> yeah, that's right. So it's owls everywhere. Are there owls in all different terrain? I don't know. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Except for the ocean and the space, I'd say yeah. <laughs> okay, well, if you're a wizard going into the ocean or space, I guess you have to bring your own owl. <laughs> I guess. I feel like owls are a fairly common bird, hmm. and I suppose if there's wizarding communities living in places without owls, they would have to substitute some other kind of bird, or they would have to introduce owls as a foreign species, which is not great. Don't do that, wizards. Wow, environmental terrorism from the wizarding community just for their fucking postal service. Atrocious. <laughs> yeah, well, muggles have committed environmental terrorism for less good reasons. <laughs> yeah, true, honestly. But anyway... <laughs> I, I'm i afraid that the answer to this question is you can just snatch any bird out of the sky. That's the only thing that makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. You know what? I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. The chaotic answer. Yes. You can just snatch any old bird out of the wild, whisper in its ear, and it just flies off to whoever you tell it to go to, like the moths in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but we... <laughs> <laughs> we established earlier that owls have an innate level of magic and years of breeding which have enabled them to track wizards using their magic name connection. <laughs> Why is that all owls and also some parrots? Maybe it's owls are the best option for doing this because owls are the most magical of the birds besides a phoenix, I guess. And then, like, all the other birds. Like, there's, there's obviously a hierarchy amongst the birds, too, as to the most magical bird to the pigs of the birds, which I guess would be... I don't know, penguins. Like, <laughs> <laughs> How dare you imply that penguins aren't magical? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. I've seen Happy Feet. That is a magical yeah. movie. You ever seen fairy penguins? Those things are pure magic. They're beautiful. They're in Australia too. They just emerge out of the ocean. Oh. Yeah, we have just penguins that come here sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So yeah, okay. It's got to be that owls are universal because- if you're trying to send a letter, like, because Hermione has Victor Crumb as a pen pal, right? Mm-hmm. And she just uses an owl from the Hogwarts thing to go send to Bulgaria, which is somewhere in, like, Russia, right? Mm-hmm. So, wait, where's Bulgaria? I don't know. Somewhere in Eastern Europe. Isn't It goes across borders. I think Bulgaria is its own country. I don't think it's in Russia. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's its own country, but somewhere in Eastern Europe, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> Anyway, no, I'm thinking of the Quidditch team. Yeah, Maria trying to do geography. <laughs> Crumb goes to Durmstrang. Durmstrang, I think, has been confirmed to be somewhere in, like, northern Russia, near, like, Svavlbard or whatever the hell it is. Svavlbard? Like, for northern lights. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> geography. 
<laughs> Let's stop saying these things. I know it's up in the mountains somewhere in Eastern Europe. Yeah, let's go with that. So anyway, Hermione uses an owl from Hogwarts Owlery to go send a letter to Victor Crumb cross-border. Mm-hmm. So obviously owls are universal and can travel across country borders without having to change between regional birds. I suppose so. I did have something about owls flying across borders. From the HB wiki, it may be illegal to send owls across international borders. Maybe. Maybe illegal. Yeah, that was the most unhelpful fucking sentence. <laughs> yeah, sometimes Harry Potter <laughs> wiki is just completely ambiguous and unhelpful, along with Pottermore, along with JK's tweets, along with the entire Harry Potter universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's just a mess. Oh, yeah, I've got that sentence here. It says, it may be illegal to send male-bearing owls across international borders without authorization. That's fair enough. I mean, like, if, if we're sending packages out of Australia, they do get scanned. Okay. I have a question about owls and messages. Mm-hmm. In at least two cases I can think of in the series, owls are intercepted. Hedwig is intercepted by Umbridge, and uh, Hedwig is also intercepted, apparently, by Dobby, when Dobby's taking all of... Mm-hmm. Oh, no, not not Hedwig, but the owls that Ron and Hermione are sending are intercepted by Dobby when he's taking all the mail that's been sent to Harry. So, how? So, in the sixth and fifth years, all of the mail coming in and out of Hogwarts is intercepted. Mm -hmm. It seems to be done really dodgily in the fifth year, but in the sixth year, just all of the mail is being checked by the Ministry because of the war. I, I think that's fine if it's being checked by the Ministry. I reckon the owls would just, before they go send it off, they would just fly to the point where they need to be checked. So I'm guessing probably somewhere in Hogsmeade or somewhere at the Ministry, and then they would just continue flying on to where they need to go. Yeah, and I guess they all know how to do that by instinct. They're magical owls. We just have to accept that they know what to do, I guess. (sighs) Anyway, um, (laughs) but if owls are being intercepted unwillingly, how is that possible? We know that Thestrals can hunt and kill owls in the wild, so are people employing Thestrals to do that? What kind of magic can you use to trace an owl, first of all? You can't. So how are they intercepting them? Oh, I guess good old-fashioned eyesight. I guess you just fucking sit outside where you know the letter's going to arrive with a wand <laughs> or some kind of trained <laughs> owl-catching creature. You just fucking wave for that owl to show up. <laughs> Frankly, that's what I assumed Umbridge did. I think that's maybe what, what Umbridge did. What Dobby did, I assume, is because elves have a different sort of magic. I reckon Dobby apparated to where Hedwig, which where the owl was in the sky, and like took the mail from it, and then fell, and then apparated again, back to somewhere safe. That's what I'm assuming happened. That's kind of what I also assume. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> which is just ludicrous. Because if elves can do that, then any old sport can like order their elf to be like, "Oi, go intercept my ex-wife Susan's mail forever." Like, <laughs> then that's a that's an easy hack. maybe what Dobby is able to do is because as we've said elf magic is different from wizard magic and owl magic I guess and apparently owl magic is also different from (laughs) wizard magic oh my gosh maybe Dobby is able to somehow (laughs) manipulate the magical connection between Harry Harry's person and Harry's name so that all mail that is supposed to go to Harry instead is delivered to Dobby (sighs) I just how does he? How does Dobby have that much power? <laughs> no, I think that that can't be it. That the elves are way OP. I just 
Oh, there's so many plot holes in that. I, but that seems to make more sense than mid-air apparition. No, I think the mid-air apparition makes more sense because that's just too complicated. That's going into like different streams of magic. You've got your wizard magic, you've got your elf magic and your owl magic. And elf magic can trump owl magic, but owl magic can't be trumped by wizard magic unless wizard magic does this with elf magic. It's just like, it's it's chaos. Uh, <laughs> oh, It is chaos. Speaking of chaos, I seem to have gotten the hiccup somehow. So congratulations, listeners. <laughs> this episode is a mess. Cursed. What was I about it's to say? Absolute travesty. But if Dobby's doing his mid-air aberration, then he has to know where the owl is going to be at the exact second it's going to be there. Which means he has to know who is contacting Harry when they're contacting Harry. <laughs> okay, not necessarily. Not necessarily, because in the seventh book, Ron says to Dobby, take Luna and Ollivander and stuff to Shell Cottage. It's here. And he just sort of describes where it is. And then Dobby can apparate there. Mm-hmm. So if Dobby can like say to himself, I need to find Harry Potter's mail, he can, I guess he can visualize that well enough that he can apparate and find it. Oh man, the elves are such a problem. <laughs> it's good they're enslaved. I'm going back to my stance from the elf episode. They're too powerful. Oh, this is not that episode. Um. <laughs> but, but he gets all the letters. How? How does he get all the letters? He's speedy. He's quick. He's quick. It's got to be elf magic. Oh. Uh, I have another bone. Yeah, okay. What is it? Which harkens back to another previous episode that we've done. About ghosts. Oh no. Apparently, owls are applicable to the same ghost rules as wizards, where they are still trapped in their employment cycle. Because, if you remember, Nearly Headless Nick received a letter from Sir Patrick Delaney Podmore uh, from the Headless Hunt. It was a rejection letter sent to Nick. Of course. That he couldn't join the Headless Hunt. So, I'm assuming that was sent by a ghost owl. Oh my god, I can't believe in the ghost episode we talked about this letter at length and I never considered how it was sent. (laughs) Jam, jam. (laughs) Um, We know that owl ghosts are possible because animal ghosts exist because I talked about that specifically in that episode. Mm -hmm. I guess there are owl ghosts. Mm -hmm. Do you reckon owls, like alive owls, see owl ghosts and think one day? That'll be me. But but not owl, all <laughs> owls come back as ghosts because Hedwig didn't come back as a ghost. That we know about. Maybe she'd accepted death. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe she was ready to die. <laughs> wow. Here's something I didn't think we were going to touch on in this episode. Was Hedwig <laughs> comfortable with her own mortality at the moment of her death? Was she at peace? <laughs> Here we are. We, we've reached this point. Oh, how many episodes before this show just breaks me completely? <laughs> I think it already has. Oh, I agree. Okay. The Voldemort Virgin one really took a toll on me. I don't know about you, but... <laughs> I I think arguing pro-slavery was pretty rough. <laughs> but for some reason, this episode is much more difficult. Okay. Uh, Let's power through. Power through. Yeah. Moving past ghost owls. Ghost owls is deeply, deeply troubling, but I don't have any more time to dwell on it. I need to talk about 
Muggles. Yep. Why don't muggles notice owls delivering the mail? (laughs) Because according to the Harry Potter universe and J.K. Rowling, muggles are just oblivious to every fucking thing that sprouts in front of their nose if it has an inkling of magical intent behind it. I guess. (laughs) So a magical owl could be wearing a top hat and have a cane and could do a fucking tap dance on a muggle's nose and they just wouldn't see it, is what I'm guessing. Wow, you're bitter today. (laughs) I've been through a lot this morning, Rhea. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Jake, I'm sorry, it's it's a struggle to get through this. Okay, JK has addressed this on Pottermore. Apparently there is an old British superstition that it's bad luck to see owls flying in the daylight. Okay. In the wizarding world, that is explained by the fact that generally the owls only deliver mail during the night. So as a precautionary method to stop muggles from noticing owls carrying letters around, people don't send owls during the day unless it's very, very important. Mm -hmm. So if there's a ton of owls flying around during the day, it means some sort of catastrophic event has occurred and everybody needs to be communicating. Yeah. Such is what happens in the very first chapter of Harry Potter when Voldemort is defeated and everyone's talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I had more questions about that, but honestly, it barely seems worth it at this point. (laughs) Yes. My problem with this (laughs) is that owls aren't actually nocturnal. Mm -hmm. That's like a common misconception. Owls actually hunt around the clock or most species hunt around the clock. Yeah. It's just that the the kind of things they eat, such as mice and things like that, tend to come out at night. So they tend to do most of their hunting at night. Yeah. But- like some species of owls, including snowy owls or ghost owls, like Hedwig, mm-hmm. are actually diurnal, which means that they're the opposite of nocturnal. They're awake during the day and they sleep at night. Yeah. So that doesn't make sense. Like most owls, they tend to nap during the day, mm-hmm. but they're awake and ready to move around pretty much around the clock. Yeah. So the only real reason why you would only send letters at night is just to avoid detection by muggles there's no there's nothing to do with the owls that means you have to do that but even then like like i said when i'm walking around at night i can see things swooping above me like bats and birds and stuff like that so Mm. it's not exactly avoiding detention i could see an a ruddy owl carrying a letter if it was there i'm just wondering like when you look at birds how well are you able to see that the things the birds are carrying well, okay, so my street has no street lights, so that doesn't count. But if you're, if I was in a well-lit street, then yes, I could see it. <laughs> I could see if a bird's carrying something. I, maybe <laughs> I'm just particularly unobservant. But first of all, I feel like if I saw owls flying around during the day, I would just be like, yeah, all right, that's fine. <laughs> I would just not give a fuck. <laughs> Even if I saw, like, multiple owls or an owl that's always flying back and forth between one point like, say, one house on my street always has an owl hanging around. I would not think anything of that. I'd be like, yeah, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a secret wizard conspiracy. <laughs> I don't think I would notice an owl carrying a letter, <laughs> but I feel like I would notice an owl carrying something like a bright red howler. And if I saw that multiple times, even across my lifetime, if I saw that more than two or three times, I'd be like, that's fucked. What's happening? <laughs> I think I'd notice an owl carrying a package bigger than a fist. <laughs> a wrapped package. Yeah. They carry packages. Yes. Well. I also want to point out, I'm, I might just be super vigilant about birds because, like, the other day I was driving <laughs> and 
I saw a magpie carrying a squirming water dragon in its talons. Like, you know, those water dragons are like little lizards. Oh. Welcome to Australia. Yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> whenever I'm walking along <laughs> and I like, or I'm driving along and I see a shadow on the ground or I hear a bird or see it in the corner of my eye, I am like guards up looking around. Where is it? What, what's coming at me? Like, so maybe that's just me as a person. <laughs> that's true. You react to birds the way I react to semi trucks. <laughs> I I don't think it's excusable that muggles do not notice owls delivering the mail. Mm-hmm. On the scale that it exists in Wizarding Britain alone, mm-hmm. I don't think you can explain that away unless there's some kind of massive blanket notice me not charm or something like that, which is stopping muggles from noticing. I don't think it's permissible in the everyday events of the world for muggles to not notice. Which we know isn't true because the Dursleys notice all the fucking owls coming around to their house. Yeah. They do notice. Yeah, they do. So that's not possible. What about bird watchers? People who like, make it a hobby of watching birds. Surely they would notice this conspiracy of owls carrying around post. <laughs> what about owl breeders? <laughs> what about muggle owl breeders? There has to be people who interact with owls who have noticed that virtually all of them are hyper-intelligent, can speak English, (laughs) and know how to find people. Not speak English. (laughs) Understand English. (laughs) Understand English, sorry. Can comprehend language. Notice that they clearly have a soul and can pass on to the afterlife. (laughs) Kidding. Muggles can't see ghosts. I feel like there are muggle scientists who study owls. There's got to be people who have a job to be around owls. Yeah, owlologists out there. Owl, owl boys. <laughs> owl boys. Why haven't the owl boys noticed this? <laughs> Calling it. It's a plot hole. It could be that there are regular owls and then magical owls, as there seems to be with rats. Mm-hmm. In the Harry Potter universe, there are like regular rats and then there are special rats, which are all sleek and shiny and intelligent. And can play jump using their tails because they're super special rats. And then there are just regular common garden rats. Which are used in potions and stuff like that and warded off with plague rat spells. So, yes. <laughs> again, maybe there's that division. <laughs> maybe. It does say that virtually all owls are owned by wizards, so there are some owls that aren't. But I assume those owls are just as intelligent as the rest, because otherwise, how do you explain (laughs) pig? Oh. (laughs) Okay. I just... Fuck this. (laughs) (laughs) So, muggles are just the owls, because it's the only possible excuse. What about when muggleborns need to send letters to wizards? Okay. I reckon what they do is they send their letters to Diagon Alley or the Leaky Cauldron, and then the Leaky Cauldron sends them through to Elop's Owl Emporium, and then they get sent off through the post there. No, that's Elop's Owl Emporium is the owl store. You would just send them onto the post office. Oh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. You know what I mean. <laughs> I don't care anymore. <laughs> the owl place where the owls go and deliver things. <laughs> to the owl house. So... <laughs> <laughs> in in the seventh book, oh. in Snape's memories from the seventh book, The Prince's Tale, yeah, Petunia as a child tries to send a letter to Dumbledore, mm-hmm. 
and Snape assumes oh. that there must be wizards who yeah. work at the Muggle post office and who find letters that people are trying to send to wizards and redirect them into the wizarding post system. <laughs> Give them to an owl. It's a fucking conspiracy. What do you think about <laughs> Snape's theory, RE wizards infiltrating the Muggle post? I wouldn't be shocked. I, I think that it's possible, and I hate it. We we know that wizards infiltrate the Muggle government because that happens in the sixth book. Yeah. We haven't touched on that yet. But it's a it's a stress. I want to have a field day on that. <laughs> Gonna have a big discussion. <laughs> oh, <laughs> conflict of interest. <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess there must be wizards that work in the postal service. Dissect through that mail and just give it to a bird. They just throw it out the window. A bird catches it, sends it to the freaking person it needs to go to. Because all the birds are magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've reached the point where we're just not even. We're not even trying to explain this anymore. <laughs> we're just like, all right. I guess this is just, you've done it, JK. You broke her. I guess, I, I mean, no, she will never break us. <laughs> I will persist. We have a Google Doc full of questions and I will keep going <laughs> until we tackle every single one. God, take us down. <laughs> but the answer for this topic is just magic, I guess. The owls and the birds are just magic, and they just know what to do. And I hate it. (laughs) How does the owl post work? Magic. Yes. It works because of magic. Are there any final questions or closing thoughts you have on this topic? I guess I just have one fact, um, which is a bit meta, which is about the seven different owls that portrayed Hedwig throughout the films. So the names of these owls I thought were great. So the names are Gizmo, (gasps) Casper, Oops, Swoops, Uh Uh-Oh, Elmo, and Bandit. (laughs) Oh my god, I kept thinking that was the best name ever, but then you said the next name. Oops, swoops, and uh oh are excellent names for owls. <laughs> they are perfect. I also like bandit. That's fantastic. Casper mm. is good because it's a ghost owl. That's a ghost reference. And Gizmo. Yes. Wonderful. Great owl names. Gizmo and Elmo are chaotic. I love it. <laughs> oh, I forgot Elmo. Sorry. Sorry, Elmo. <laughs> yeah, so that's all I've got. Let's just. I've got more problems, but I don't want to bring them up anymore. <laughs> Let's just end on that beautiful owl fact. <laughs> okay. I've been Jem, your exhausted and mad at the magical chain of being host. <laughs> I've been Rhea, your parrots aren't owls host. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Podcast Nine and Three Quarters. This show is written and edited by Rhea and Jem. You can send us an email at nine and three quarters podcast at gmail.com, find us on Tumblr at podcast nine and three quarters dot com, or talk to us separately on Twitter. Rhea is at SmashMouthRia and Jem is at Jem underscore just Jem. Jem has a Twitter now, guys. You can hassle her and send her memes. Please feel free to send theories or ask questions and bombard us with so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the sea just to avoid them. 
Our logo art is by Winged Corgi. Find more of her art at wingedcorgi.tumblr.com. This week's intro music was Visit to the Zoo slash Letters from Hogwarts by John Williams. And our outro music was Hedwig's Theme by John Williams. You'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.